beloveds, just before I introduce Shamira to the podcast, I do just want to apologise for areas of the podcast where the audio is distorted, especially when we're laughing or slightly talking um, at the same time, because of course this is a really laid-back conversa- conversation um, with a good close friend of mine, and it does have a different feel when you know the individual personally, um, it's very laid back, as opposed to me having a guest on my podcast and it's really it's a different different dynamic isn't it because I don't know that individual and so we kind of overlap each other in the conversation which I wouldn't do in a conversation with somebody that I don't know because I had the gain turned up if you know anything about sound quality I had the gain turned halfway up which it should have been at zero um, and the volume should have just been up, not the gain. And so it, it's made the audio distorted when we're laughing. Um, and so I do apologize about that. Um, that's just something that I hope you can forgive me for. Um, yes. And so I'm, I'm going to introduce Shamira to you. Hi, beloveds, and welcome back to Beautifully Empowered. Welcome if this is your first time listening. I am so happy to have you here. Today I am joined by a beautiful friend of mine, Shamira, and we are going to be talking about being an empath. I really want to start off by talking about what it really means to be an empath before I go into the conversation. And after I've done that, I am actually going to explain the difference between an empath and a highly sensitive person because there is, beloveds, a difference. Judith Olaf, who is the author of Empath Survival Guide and is also a psychiatrist, And an empath and intuitive healer herself wrote the following about empaths, which I want to start off reading. Being an empath is different from being empathetic. Being empathetic is when your heart goes goes out to someone else. Being an empath means that you can actually feel another person's happiness or sadness in your own body. In empaths, the brain's mirror neuron system, a specialized group of cells that are responsible for compassion, is thought to be hyperactive. And as a result, empaths can also absorb other people's energies, both positive and negative, into their own bodies. At times, it may even feel difficult to feel if you're actually feeling your own emotions or someone else's. There are different types of sensitivities an empath may experience. Physical empaths, for example, are especially attuned to other people's physical symptoms and absorb them into their own bodies. Emotional empaths pick up on people's emotions and become a sponge for their feelings, both happy and sad. Food empaths, laugh out loud, this is an actual thing and I think I'm actually a food empath as well, are another type of empath which are attuned to the energy of food and may even experience sensitivities to certain foods. Being empathic has incredible benefits such as greater intuition, compassion, creativity and a deeper connection to other people. However, living with this high state of sensitivity also comes with its challenges such as becoming easily overwhelmed, overstimulated, exhausted or absorbing the stress and negativity of others. If a person isn't aware that he or she is an empath, everyday interactions that others find tolerable could be causing an empath stress. Those who are not aware of their empathic abilities may be inclined to use food, alcohol and drugs to unconsciously numb their emotions. Empaths are the medicine the world needs and they can have a profound impact on humanity with their compassion and understanding. As you learn to identify your special talents, you will find that you not only enrich your life, but you can enrich the lives of others too. The key skill is to learn how to take charge of your sensitivities and learn specific strategies to prevent empathy overload. So beloveds, I also want to briefly, before I get on into the interview, address the difference between empaths and HSPs. 
I'm both a highly sensitive person and I'm both an empath and my guest is also a highly sensitive person and an empath. This is also taken from the Empath Survival Guide by Dr. Judith Olof. Here are the similarities and differences. Empaths share all the traits of what Dr. Elaine Aron has called highly sensitive people or HSPs. These include a low threshold for stimulation, the need for alone time, sensitivity to light, sound and smell, plus an aversion to large groups. It also takes highly sensitive people longer to wind down after a busy day since their system's ability to transition from high stimulation to being quiet is slower. Highly sensitive people are typically introverts, which is 70% introvert, 30% extrovert, whereas empaths can be introverts or extroverts, though mostly introverts. Empaths share a highly sensitive person's love of nature, quiet environments, desire to help others and a rich inner life. However, empaths take the experience of the highly sensitive person much further. We can sense as empaths subtle energy, which is called Shakti or Prana in Eastern healing traditions. And it's actually, we absorb it from other people and different environments into our own bodies. Highly sensitive people don't typically do that. This capacity allows us to experience the energies around us in extremely deep ways. Since everything is made of subtle energy, including emotions and physical sensations, we energetically internalize the feelings and pain of others. We often have trouble distinguishing someone else's discomfort from our own. Also, as empaths, we have profound spiritual and intuitive experiences which usually aren't associated with highly sensitive people. Some are able to communicate with animals, nature and the inner guides. There's also animal empaths, earth empaths, dream empaths, telepathic empaths and more. Beloveds, I literally think I'm all of them. (laughs) Being a highly sensitive person and an empath are not mutually exclusive. You can be both at the same time. Many highly sensitive people are also empaths, as, as I've said. And if you think about this distinction in terms of an empathic spectrum, empaths are on the highest end. Highly sensitive people are a little lower on the spectrum. People with strong empathy, but who are not highly sensitive people or empaths are in the middle of the spectrum. Narcissists, sociopaths and psychopaths who have the empath deficit disorders are at the lowest end of the spectrum. Shamira. Hi, Amy. My good friend. Hello. Fellow HSP and empath. Yes. But we're focusing on empathy today. Mm -hmm. Can you introduce yourself? Uh, my name's Shamira, obviously, um, and I am a creative, um, I'm a singer and songwriter and I guess a part-time model, um, and yeah, that that's pretty much sums me up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm always really bad at introducing myself or like telling people what I do. Like, Not I at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> I'm the it. same. It's just like... What, you don't have a nine to five job? Like, no, no, I have three different jobs and none of them are kind of like normal. Yeah, yeah, just like do all these random things. It just is what yeah. it is. Um, I'm going to start off by asking, how do you experience being an empath? Um, well, starting with the, the biggest it's of the intense, I know. Um, how do I experience it? In terms of whether it's like a positive or negative experience or whether, like in what ways... I'm going to get into the negatives okay. or the challenges, but just overall, if you can just... Um, I experienced being an empath um, definitely mostly predominantly on an emotional level. Mm. Um, I've always found that I can feel... I 
take on a lot of other like exterior things so like, I can feel mm-hmm. things lot. or people people yeah. or like things like and the same with like animals mm-hmm. like but especially like people mm-hmm. I take on a lot and feel mm-hmm. intensely yeah um and yeah I can get like quite overwhelmed mm-hmm. through that but um yeah, I guess I, I just experienced just intense feelings mm-hmm. with regards to things that aren't yeah. they're outside myself. And that's it. Feelings yeah. are things that are not actually related to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> your own. It's yeah, just like, yeah. You're not me, but I feel your pain. Yeah. You know? And it's not just through like in person or like mm. people I know, like I'm yes. like that with like films or like books. Like I'm just so invested and mm. like I'm a big big crier when it comes to films like Aww, I will like cry multiple times in a film because I'm just like this is so intense I just feel it I'm You're like so cute and like now I have to like control that because I'm like I can't let myself get that emotional like mm, worked up or exactly. about it's a fictional character yes. <laughs> and the thing is with Hollywood movies as well is that you are when you look deeply at it from the start to the end of the movie it's actually taking you on an emotional roller coaster. oh yeah that's its purpose exactly and that's and a good people, story yes and, and and i think when you are an empath you do have to be kind of aware mm. like i don't want I, I grew up watching horror movies like do you watch horror movies occasionally it's completely unrelated to yeah, yeah no but i know what you mean it. though like it, occasionally but i, I know that for i the can't really yeah, yeah um more for the humor of it i normally go with oh someone God, who fa- who's like more scared than me and i find it really mm. that's the only time Do you know that's really funny. funny that might be a conscious shift because i don't get i don't feel the same type of fear now yeah when i watch a horror movie it's just like i find it fucking hilarious and, and it might have been because of scary movie that yeah i can't take anything it, it seriously is funny now. isn't it like yeah, when you yeah, watch yeah. it you're like really really mm. is this what happening it's only like I, I don't know how you feel about um intense kind of like i can't watch anything that's like intense like seeing people being stabbed to death and kind oh, of like no. the, the I'm really like intense kind that's of a more spiritual horrible. yeah supernatural yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. I'm the same. Um, are you a physical empath, emotional empath, or food empath? And I have to laugh at the food empath because yeah. I don't really fully... We don't really know. Yeah, according to like. uh, Judith, Judith Orloff, it's having sensitivity to food, which I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. So that's all I know. Um, definitely, I'd say... I think I'm a physical empath. Mm-hmm. So for me, like... But then it ties into emotional, but seeing people in pain mm. makes me feel like it makes me feel horrible mm-hmm. or like I feel like if I watch someone like doing something that's that's causing pain to themselves or like see something happening that's mm-hmm. I feel like I can feel it in my mm. body mm. and yeah so I definitely I think mm. I'm a physical empath emotional 100% um food probably I guess I'm sensitive to dairy mm. um so I realized Same. I realized when I was about uh I started having migraines when I was like 11 and they, they were in, like very intense mm-hmm. um and I, I would used to drink just pints of milk like I mm. loved milk would have like pints of milk all the time Aww. and then I can't remember what made me realize that it was it was milk and like it was cheese as well too mm. but then I, I still loved cheese um but yeah so like milk but you're vegan now, thing. I love. I'm vegan now, so. And you have just bought me a 
vegan sausage roll. Vegan sausage roll, and I'm sensitive to gluten, but I'm still going to eat it. I mean, just out of respect. Yeah. To be a people pleaser. No, I'm only joking. I'm just going to eat it because it's nice. Just because it's nice. Like, package. What do you value about value about empathy? Or do you value empathy? I've That's a really generic question. Yeah. But however you want to perceive that within yourself, you can answer it however you um, want. I really value being an empath. I think it's part of... Yay! Like, I, I love it. I think as it can be tough, like, mm-hmm. definitely. But I think I have so much... It just really helps you to navigate the world in a sense of, like, people yes. and understanding yes. and... I think it's just a different way to when you feel so much you can really understand mm. other people mm. and I think that's so important to be able mm. to understand how other people feel absolutely and to have that awareness mm. I think I I yeah I really really value it that's and amazing I've I've learned this podcast is not about me so I'm not going to talk too much but I've learned to appreciate empathy because I used to have quite a lot of guilt with it but that's just, you know, growing up around people that lack empathy. Yeah. So how did you come to appreciate your gift of empathy? Was that just something you just developed naturally or have um, always been that way? I probably, I've probably not always appreciated it or like mm. valued it. I think I, I only in probably the last two years or so, because mm. um, I went through like a really, really hard time. And that will be the next question, what you mm. struggle with. Okay. So, <laughs> I've already asked the question. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> In a way. Um, yeah, I went through something that was quite traumatic mm-hmm. and really taught me to... I think it, what that's what made me realise I was an, an empath. And it really taught me to have more awareness mm-hmm. of how I feel and to look after myself mm-hmm. more because I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. And I was giving so much to other people mm-hmm. until the point where I literally was just I had nothing mm. and I was so empty and low and just drained yeah, that's what yeah, it was yeah. I was so drained of mm. energy um and that's what made me realize that yeah like it, it you can't live like that and mm. that's when I realized that I although I'd, I'd never sacrificed being an empath or never not want to be an empath mm. I definitely have to be more careful mm. and be more aware of it but then I appreciate that I truly felt something so strongly mm. and how it changed me. Because I, if, I, if I wasn't an empath, it might not have had the effect that it had on me. And like you said about awareness, mm-hmm. and also you're a HSP as well, highly yeah. sensitive person. So that's definitely going to affect you yeah. as well. Everything. Yes. <laughs> it's all a lot. <laughs> we're very self-conscious people as well. So I think that it is a superpower to mm. be this self-aware because there are people in those types of relationships that are very intense that don't really feel what it is that they're really feeling. Yeah. Like for me, my last relationship was so intense emotionally that I haven't been in a committed relationship since then and that was three years ago because mm. of how intense it was and how much I was giving, just like you. Yeah. And being aware of, wow, I'm giving so much, do I actually love this person or am I just projecting empathy onto mm-hmm. this person? So um, do you think self-awareness is is key in that? A hundred percent, yeah. Self-awareness or, or you, where's the point where it ends? Yeah. If you're not aware. I know. And you're just giving, giving, like when, when do you stop? Yeah, and there's a yeah. book that I want to read, it's on my book list, um, where you end and, boundaries where you end and I begin. And that's truly that's what a boundary is, isn't yeah. it? It's like, 
being able to realize, okay, these are your emotions and these are mine. Mm-hmm. And as an empath, would you, I want to ask you this, just it's like, I'm just throwing it out there. Would you say that there's a link between codependency and being an empath for you? Um, there will be somewhere. I think for me, I might have like a slight savior complex. Yes. Where like, I'm like, I want to help you. Mm. I think because I feel, I feel so much of what you're feeling and I mm. know that I just want to, I want to help everyone and I want to mm. like save everyone. And I'm like, oh, you're going through a hard time. I want to make you feel better. And I take that on myself. Um, but being, oh, I've completely forgotten what the question was. So by Oh, is there a link between? <laughs> oh yeah, being codependent. That's the thing. Sorry. <laughs> this is my last podcast. So just a young girl, just like, she forgot what I was asking. I was like, I, I don't remember. But. Yeah. Um, <laughs> being codependent. Um, Hmm. I, 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 there will be, I can't think of an ex- example mm-hmm. now, but there, I, I think there mm-hmm. will be. Mm-hmm. In terms of kind of the loss of energy. Or do yeah. you think that that's related to having more boundaries and protecting and safeguarding your empathy? Do you think that empathy needs to be safeguarded? Yeah. In it, yeah, to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't know if you... And maybe receiving that in the way that I'm saying it, but when I'm when, what I mean by safeguarding your empathy is that I believe, and I don't know you do, obviously I I want to know your perspective, mm-hmm. but I don't believe that everybody does deserve your empathy. For example, narcissists no. and anyone on the you know anti yeah, yeah, I definitely spectrum. agree. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's really what I mean when I say okay, yeah, empathy. yeah. It's knowing to, when to be like motherfucking fuck back. you, fuck <laughs> off. Bitch. Not for you. Yes, we do swear in this podcast. That and you know, it's great. quite funny because um, I was listening to somebody that doesn't swear in her podcast recently and she mentioned that she kind of likes to keep it family friendly because a lot of people listen to the podcasts on the way to work and I'm like, shit, I might have people that are driving to work with their children and here I am like, motherfucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is something you enjoy away from the I children. I enjoy it. <laughs> with a glass of wine in the evening, like, mm-hmm. Mint tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couple of mint tea. Um, did I ask you what are some of the things that you struggle with as an empath? Uh, no, we touched on it though. But mm. um, yeah, I think the main thing I struggled with was establishing boundaries and knowing when to, like, this is too much for me. Mm. I can't handle it. Take a step back. Yeah, take a step um, back. That's probably the main thing. Mm. And it, I've gotten so much better right now. Like I'm really, I want to feel like I'm really good at it now. But like, I'm an empowered <laughs> empath. Yeah, I, I got this. But like, I'm better. Right? I still yeah. have moments where I, I I notice myself. But I guess I've like gained that awareness Absolutely. from from doing it. Um, and yeah, it, it's just, sometimes it is draining and exhausting. It's draining as fuck. And... You interview me. <laughs> Here I am, like, this is my experience. Shamira, <laughs> no, no, take the lead. We have such a similar experience as well. Like, no, it's fine. Um, but I think another thing is sometimes it can prevent me from speaking to people about how I feel. Because wow. I think yes. it... When... Not that... I don't mind, obviously I, I appreciate being an empath, it's fine, but when people talk to me about things, I know how invested I get. Mm. So when I feel really conscious about talking to people about how I feel, because I'm mm. like, God, I don't want you to take this yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I hope I that you don't I'm the one with the feel... saviour complex. <laughs> yeah, 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 like I don't, yeah, just, I, I mm. struggle to, to, mm. to talk to people about how I feel. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm just like, 
it's a lot. <laughs> I'm just like, it's sorry. It's a lot to handle. Yeah. And I think that that's another thing that, that empaths have to be aware in relationships is that because we are already overwhelmed and overstimulated yeah. just with fucking, you know, existing. But <laughs> yeah. when you get into a relationship, it can become so intense if yeah. you don't even establish boundaries in yeah. your romantic relationship because it's kind of like emerging energetically, emotionally, physically, whatever. And it's kind of like, but where do you end and where do I, mm-hmm. where do I begin? This just feels like we're one. Yeah. Which is the whole point of relationships. But as empaths, I think we have to be more self-conscious. Like, yeah. do you feel like it's a burden for you being an empath? I think I may have asked you that question already in another way, but. Um, yeah, sort of similarly. Um, n- no, I wouldn't say it's a burden. No. I think the only time when I think like, it's like you say in relationships, when you interact with other people that aren't self-aware, and I think sometimes because I've got to a point now where I know when to take a step back, it almost seems a little bit cold to people. Yes. And they're and a bit like, oh, I need you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I need me. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bitch, I, back off. Yeah, yeah, like, you need, I need to take mm. this time away. Mm. And, like, I'm sorry that what you're good, what you kind of have yeah, to do that yes. on your own. And that truly is a boundary because you can get, again, obviously, I'm going to discuss this further, that, that you know, you can be an empath and be a codependent. Yeah. You can be a codependent and be an empath. And I do personally th- feel that there are two separate things. Mm-hmm. However, you do get some empaths that are just so self-sacrificial. And I think there's a self-righteousness with that. And I'm saying that because I was that way, mm-hmm. you know, not in judgment. Um, is that it really isn't our job to save anyone. Mm-hmm. And in reality, when you do try to save somebody else, what you're actually saying to that individual is that, like, you're I don't trust you to experience your own human yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. You and need like, me. <laughs> yeah, you you need me, motherfucker. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like I I'm not giving you permission. Yeah. So I think that's really important. And I also feel that that empathy can be seriously misused when people see that in you that mm-hmm. you're an empath. And so as much as I say on my social media I'm an empath, yeah. I try not to use that word too often because. All the vultures come running toward me and so empaths can be extroverts Mm -hmm. and introverts mainly the introverts of course just like the hsp uh are you an introverted empath or an extroverted empath i mean i already know but for the sake of the listeners i'm an introverted empath yeah Mm -hmm. with extroverted tendencies Mm. recently (laughs) wow well let's just get into this we're both infj Mm -hmm. so we're both the extroverted of the introverts, yeah. which is wonderful, and that's why people assume. I don't know if they do this with you. They assume that I'm an extrovert. I think now, mm. like, well, I used to be very, very introverted mm, and same. had no tendency to be extroverted whatsoever. Yeah. Apart from in, in like performance and music, weirdly. Yeah, which we both share. Yeah, but yeah. Do you think that's like more like a alter ego that you get into? Because I'm very insular when I'm performing. I can either be really like. This is my ego, bitch. Don't fuck with me, or I'm really insular and one of those like really timid singer-songwriters. No, where I'm, just... I'm so like bold and yeah, expressive. I've seen your so yeah, yeah, it's amazing. such a contrast yeah. to how I am. Like a, it's 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 weird. I don't I don't know what happens. It's amazing. Um, it's your creative expressions. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I yeah, I'm just the extrovert. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw this in throw this in there as well. Your Scorpio Moon. Yeah. And we're not have I'm Scorpio Moon too for all my Scorpio Moon listeners. I have a lot of Scorpio Moon listeners, by the really? way. Really? And a lot of empaths and HSB, so I know they're gonna be listening like, bitch, 
bitch i feel like i'm in the same room as you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah uh my next question which i completely forgot how do you deal with emotional overload emotional fatigue and anxiety and i know you could probably see that as all different things really yeah but um, maybe go with emotional fatigue first or emotional overload I think I can summarise yeah. the the process feels like mm. the same. Mm-hmm. Um, You're trying to break it me, down like, like Amy. No. The process feels like the same, like I have a process. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm figuring it out. Mm. Um, obviously, like, step one, take a step back yes. away. Like the other day when we went for something to eat and oh, all, yeah, of, all of a sudden, the, yeah, we went for vegan food and all of a sudden the owner of the vegan kebab place whatever it is aladdin's mm. turned the lights on and i was just like sat there like no overload it's please so intense and i, I don't think that's an kind of a little thing bit... it's more like a hsp thing. yeah yeah i think we're feeling a little bit like weird anyway and i could see it in you and it was like looking at my fucking reflection I it was, was like, so weird I, 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 it's, that's like a time when i'm like oh gosh i really sometimes that's occasionally okay mm. when i wish that i'm like i wish i wasn't so aware of what's going on because no. i'm just like oh god i don't want to feel like this some people just go about life and they're like oh, that's a weird your life. and i'm just like please i don't want to feel like this right now <laughs> i just um, want to close it off but yeah you, know, you can't yeah because you know uh in my podcast with patricia young we were specifically specifically addressing the highly sensitive person mm-hmm. the non-highly sensitive person absorbs or takes in five percent of what's going on around and we're taking in like 15 to 20 plus you're an empath so there's then the energetic and emotional aspect so it's just like for fuck's sake the bright lights in here alone are just like so (laughs) stimulated um do you feel misunderstood yes in what way in in what way in (laughs) in what way do you feel misunderstood i think a lot of it comes from maybe a certain level of like over overthinking the mm-hmm. way I am mm-hmm. so I feel like I have to constantly clarify to people mm-hmm. like this is how I am mm-hmm. and like these are my many different mm-hmm. like the many different versions mm-hmm. of me it's obviously like I'm Gemini as well so yes. there's a lot going on here you don't seem like a Gemini to me because me and Gemini's clash do you know what I'm noticing more that I, I don't really seem like a Gemini no. a lot of the t- like a lot of the time you know mm-hmm. there's always like memes on Instagram and stuff and I'm like that's not me though yeah <laughs> now isn't it funny yeah because I totally uh, resonate with Cancerian in terms of my personality only yeah. and then Scorpio Moon I'm just like yeah I'm a hidden Scorpio Moon right mm-hmm. um, so do you not feel that Gemini is your personality I do yeah. I do um, in many ways but then I don't in a lot and in what ways do you yeah. do I, oh, um, I know that they get like the rep for being like two faced and, and like bitchy and stuff and um, I, 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 I don't, don't experience feel, that side of Gemini. See, I don't feel there's a lot of negative like air. Like we're just like mm, floating around. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, the kind we're of just, vibe like, that selfish I get. And, and Yeah. But I don't feel like that's me. Not at all. It's such a you've got to combine everything though. Yeah, you have like a Gemini just, yeah, and an empath and an INFJ. Exactly. So everything comes into play. And it's just being able to understand yourself. It's not like we're fixated on Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not like I'm just a Gemini. No, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. it. Um You but, seem very grounded. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> you don't you do to me you're not very airy to mm. me. And maybe maybe I just see or resonate with your deep Scorpio moon. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. But yeah, I don't feel like <laughs> I, I resonate much with. I do a lot, a lot of the time. Mm. But maybe it's just the negative side. I'm just like, nah, it's not me. <laughs> Bitch, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and I'm like my personality I'm you know I'm absolutely a cancerian mm-hmm. and I'm so loving and so empathic but if you rub me the wrong way with dark energy the Scorpio moon will come out yeah. to play and I'm not saying that that's a lowly Scorpio moon but even evolved Scorpio moons are fucking just don't mess mm-hmm. with them yeah. I think the only thing that I'd say that is probably really Gemini about me is my pettiness really? But I am petty but like as like a do you really think that's the right word to describe you? I don't see you as petty. Not as like I don't know, like you're high maintenance, but high maintenance. I'm high maintenance, still... but I don't mean I don't mean petty in that way. Like if someone, oh my god, <laughs> if someone does something, like I'll be like, okay, like if someone does something and it yeah. like it's so oh, I'm like, okay, I'm such and then a I'm bitch like, in that way. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an absolute I'm a, bitch. Yeah, I'm a bitch. <laughs> well, let's just redefine for a moment what what we mean when we say bitch because I'm not. I think bitch is a great word. Mm-hmm. It's not as empowering as the word pussy because pussy means cat goddess. Mm-hmm. You know, bitch means what, dog? Female dog. But, fe- yeah, female dog. But, however, I feel that I'm definitely not a bitch in the sense that I like to gossip to no. make myself, to, you know, pull people's name down to make myself feel good. That doesn't make me feel good. It's See, they're meant to be Gemini traits. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah actually, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. That is very true. What I mean by bitch and... I want to see if you agree. It's just that this it's this kind of like, I'm going to be who I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to express myself creatively. And if you don't like it, back the fuck off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to, you know, belittle myself to make someone mm-hmm. else feel good. Because at the end of the day, you, they, you know, if you feel insecure around other women, that's really to do with yourself. Yeah. And you need to work on, yeah. So so what do you mean by bitch? Um, by bitch, I just mean you take no shit. You just take, take no, no shit. Take no just shit, like, listen, Take no fucking feel shit. Feel my wrath. <laughs> like, <laughs> you what you're doing to piss me off, so feel my wrath, and that be that. Like, exactly. And that's the thing, like, I know, like, I think in the sense I mean petty, it's like, I know what's going to annoy you, mm. and that's what I'm going to do. Exactly. Because I, this I, is, I, this like, is the depth of the Scorpio moon, though, yeah. because we feel deeply. So do Pisces and so do Cancerians, but there is no one that feels as deep as the ocean like a Scorpio moon, mm. an empathic Scorpio moon. So if you fuck with us, you're going to get the depth of that. Yeah. So just, we're just warning just you, Blues. <laughs> just don't fuck with us. And that's the thing that I also need to be very conscious of. And I definitely don't, definitely don't behave in the way that I used to as a Scorpio moon. I know exactly what can hurt someone. Yeah. Because I can see to the depth of someone's soul. So with power, with great power as a Scorpio moon comes great responsibility to not overuse that and to become like the lowly snake Scorpio that just has its own petty palpants just stinging themselves and stinging everyone else. Mm -hmm. But to really use that power for transformation, which I know you're doing. Yeah. You know. Next question. What was it like for you as an empath, as a child? As a child? That's an intense question, so take your time, but you just need to breathe for a moment. Probably intense yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, intense. let me just let me just breathe before i actually just tell you <laughs> intense um because you just don't know what it what's going on it's like oh my gosh i just feel why do i feel like this? is this normal because <laughs> you just have no idea and no one ta- like not that no one tells you i'm sure that like it's something that probably i'll talk to like my children mm. about, but my parents don't know so they they couldn't <sighs> that's the thing like guide me or help me mm. or teach me or ta- like tell me about those things and i don't think that they're empaths do they so yeah did they, they did they i think you've already answered it did they recognize 
your depth of empathy no, at all. Yeah. I don't think they recognise your depth of em- empathy now. <laughs> yeah, same here with my parents yeah. as well. And that's and the it's, difficult It's thing. hard to, like, you trying to, like, explain, like, now, mm. like, like, my dad's very much like, why why, why would that bother you? Or, like, why? Mm. Yeah, well, you're not being so small. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, they, they, they probably didn't know that they don't know now so they definitely didn't know when I was a kid it was just it's just intense like you just don't know what's going on you don't know how to explain you're just feeling mm. a lot mm. and not it's not knowing why well. you just think it's it's normal mm. um to just feel that overwhelmed and I, I can I can pinpoint times in my head where I've definitely been like wow what an emotional time and mm. what an emotional thing to experience as a child and, and not it's know. intense isn't it you know yeah. because children they're so we were so vulnerable mm-hmm. and so innocent and we're just surrounded by people that just don't embody empathy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just take a moment just to breathe. And just say to our own <laughs> child, I'm so sorry, okay. my brother. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we're okay now. <laughs> I'm still recovering. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beloved Shamira and I had such a laugh <laughs> recording this podcast. It was quite funny. There was a little bit of an upset toward the end of the podcast because the camera that we were using to record the video aspect of it, obviously you can find the the full video to this on YouTube as well. Well, the SD card that I used was a 16 gigabyte SD card. I forgot to bring my 32 gigabyte SD card and the last 10 to 15 minutes of the actual um video podcast didn't record which we didn't realize until the end of the podcast um and so we just went with well we have 32 minutes of a laid-back conversation so I suppose we will just go with that so do um head over to Shamira's account I'm sure she wouldn't mind you adding her repost the podcast if you enjoyed the podcast and also don't forget I know I mentioned this in a lot of my podcasts but I do see that a lot of well the percentage of my podcast listeners are about 40 percent no 40 to 50 percent itune sorry itune they've changed it to apple podcast apple podcast listeners so if you do head over leave me a rating and a review and a review i would love that and so yes i hope you enjoyed this podcast and i'm enjoyed oh my goodness i can't even speak right now (laughs) And I will see you next Monday. Bye. There is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved. To feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now. If you'll only give yourself permission to access it. Tune in to the truth of who you are, to allow the healing of your soul, self-healer, rise.